hope you're uh, able to tune in today with us, and uh, we've really been enjoying doing these podcasts. We actually do do these live on Facebook so that you guys can tune in, but then we also provide this for the podcast. So honestly, we may be looking at you, but if we're not looking at you, it doesn't mean we're not really engaged with you. We're just wanting to have a conversation today. Dan Maddox, my brother, of course, and then also one of our key leaders here at Word Alive. Dan, thank you for being with us today. Thanks for being, asking me, and glad to be here. We're just excited to, for, I think this is our third uh, podcast on what I've been thinking about. And so we just wanted, basically, our goal is to continue to talk to you and bring you hopefully some revelation knowledge about whatever the Lord may be saying or the Holy Spirit speaking. I will tell you right now what I find pretty exciting is that it seems like us here at Word Alive, as we're praying, uh, God's answering. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dan actually leads our noon prayer time, and I think last weekend, this week, they, we've been focusing on, you know, God actually answers yeah. prayer. Yes. And I know there's been a season um, in, you know, my life I would pray, and yes, God would answer, but it was, you know, sometimes weeks, months, maybe years before I actually came to the conclusion of the answer that I had prayed for. And it's not just about things or needs or even miracles, but just, Lord, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to do this? You know, how are we supposed to move forward? But honestly, it seems like right now, when we pray or ask God about how to move, uh, somebody's having a dream, somebody's having a word, somebody's got a scripture, Holy Spirit speaking. So uh, uh, I think my friend Kevin Craig, Dan, preached recently, in the time of rain, ask for rain. Wow. Uh, Zechariah 10, I believe that is. And I believe we're in that moment. So I believe we're in a moment where God is really answering prayer, moving us by revelation knowledge. So I want to encourage you guys watching today that I do believe this is the time where we're, we are praying and God's answering. Well, I believe it is too because uh, very simple verse, God said, if you call, I will answer. Mm -hmm. And we, we, we've got to believe that and that he, he will answer because he does want us to call. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, can't really explain it, but I, I perceive in myself, the more that uh, we've uh, recognized and uh, got the revelation that God has a calendar, mm. you know, and uh, uh, you know, God created time for us. Uh, what is it, uh, the earth rotates uh, 24 hours makes a day. The moon is rotating around the earth and uh, 27.8 days make a month. The earth is rotating around the sun, 365 days make a year. But then also God, you know, tells us to call upon him while he is near. And I've always thought about that. But mm. I think that could be that the three Hebraic hours of prayer nine in the morning, noon, and three o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. And those came from, uh, you know, they said they felt like they, this was before the law of anything, but the Jewish tradition or their thought was Abraham prayed in the morning, Isaac prayed in the noon, and, <clears throat> and Jacob, of course, prayed and had that great experience at night. And, uh, but uh, today in prayer, you know, it's, it's like that, the more I look into it for myself, the more revelation I'm getting that God, you know, God does answer prayer and he times and seasons. Wow. And then that, that times uh, is, is chronos. He does, you know, he does have hours 
And those seasons are, are just literally times of opportunity. It's like, he, and he built all our timing, or he built timing for us around the harvest. Wow. And so I think that as we more we get that revelation, we're gonna. We, this is how we're gonna see the uh, the great harvest at the uh, end of the age, or what do you wanna call it? Man, that's powerful. And so, times working. God has actually given us time as a gift, but I think in reality, I know in my life and most of the people yeah. would say they they've normally are fighting time, right? Instead of time working for us, it's work. It seems to work against us. We're always rushing. We're running out of time. And is it because we're out of God's uh, timing, right? When you're saying that there's certain times of the day we should pray uh, according to God's, God's chronos yeah. times. Yeah. Obviously, we've learned there's a weekly portal, right, the Sabbath, yeah. that he said once a week, if you'll yeah. set this side time aside, yeah. uh, you know, I'll meet with you once a month, the, what we call Rosh Kadesh or the monthly yeah. new moon, yeah. as Dan was talking about the moon cycling. Yeah. I'll meet with you, and then the three times a year, and so if we could, if we brought those together, the weekly, the time, the daily times, weekly times, monthly times, annual times, and we just showed up at the right chronos. What I'm thinking, if the, we show up at the right chronos time, then they create Kairos moments, right? Sure. And so I think most of our life we've lived waiting for the next Kairos moment. When's the next special move? When's the next special revival? When's the next special happening? and negated the Kronos intentional times of God, which have probably got us out of whack. What do you think? I think so because, you know, we, when I started school, they taught me time linear as a timetable. Mm. But the way I just explained time with God, it's cyclical. So, you know, we say we're running out of time. Well, God's not running out of time because he lives outside of time. Hmm. As one fellow said, God sees it like you, like I'm at a parade and I'm waiting for the end of the parade and you're at the beginning of the parade. Well, God, his viewpoint, he sees the beginning from the and the ending at the same time because he lives outside of time. And because of that, God never runs out of time. And because of that, he can restore the time. That's why he can take the past mistakes and that's why that verse says, all things can work for the good for those who are called according. Only God can redeem time and, wow. and, 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 and bring it back. And add that old verse in Ecclesiastes, there's a time for all things. And it's like when uh, Jesus declared himself as the Alpha and the Omega. Uh, uh, well, you, you, you know, we see, well, God is the beginning and he's the end, looking at that time ways. But if you, if you see time as a cyclical, here's God, the Alpha, and he's bringing me around. And when I get in the end, I'm right back with the one I started with, who is the end, the Alpha and, and the, the Omega. Omega. He, in other words, he's got us covered all the way, but it, it's, uh, it, it goes back to the prophetic thing in Hebrew. In the Hebrew culture, prophecy was cyclical. And that's why we have such a hard time understanding revelation and stuff because we try to look it at, at look at it as a uh, as, as something something linear. linear. You know that's why we get so hung up sometimes. Uh, you heard the term dispensationalist. Well, basically, what they've done by looking as time is linear, 
they take Abraham's time and then they say, well, Jesus fulfilled all that and they dispense it. They do away with it. Mm. But if we follow the timing of God, Jesus said, I fulfilled it. It's all cyclical. Wow. He, he said, what? And so when you look at, uh, uh, well, for instance, look at me. Uh, I had no idea that I would be back here this time in my life, but this is where I started. And now, cyclically, God's brought me back. Exactly. To here. And uh, so we have to, uh, and if we if we get that idea, then it then it helps us to deal with the thing that we've talked about is fear, because one guy said fear is just false evidence appearing real. Uh -huh. And uh, but the Bible says what is real are the things that we can't see. This table, which you say is real and solid, but in reality it's not. From what I understand, the atomic structure, atoms are moving like yes, everything, but it, it feels to me that it's solid. But God created, he gave me a body, but he also, the real me is the spirit. And the Bible, what does the Bible say? The Bible says that spirit part of me is being renewed day by day. Day by day by day. Day by day. It's a cyclical thing. Well, that, it's interesting that you that you brought, because I was thinking about no. this, you brought, brought this subject up because you said if we don't understand God's idea of time mm -hmm. it's hard to understand revelation or god's prophetic sure uh, structure time so some of you that are watching today might not know this of course you made dan and i are brothers but then our dad basically owned all this property here at one time right. uh years and years ago and developed it uh and so uh this was just before dan's 10 years older than i am so dan was about to get married we built a home here. My dad had three other families that came and built a home. We kind of div divided this, this area. And so Dan answered the call of God, actually, yeah. right during that time, yeah. right? Uh, uh, and then married Dawn, his wife, and he's going to tell us a story in a minute that I think is profound about prophetic time, and we're going to pray a prayer about this. But I just thought this is, Dan's took us in this place. It's really, really powerful. So if you can just picture, so Dan here answers the call of God, okay? And here I leave the call of God. So on this very property that my dad developed is where Dan answered the call of God and went on a journey with God. I ran from the call of God and went on my journey. So now we're, if, you, if you're taking linear, right, then that, then that journey's taking Dan away from here in the will of God. And it's taking me away from here out of the will of God. And so now when you start watching how God's prophetic times and purposes work, so 20 years, right, uh, I guess it was 20 or 25 years after I left here in my journey, then God took me through a redemptive process cyclically <laughs> and brings me back to this place. Uh, and the exact place that God brought me back to to build this church was the exact place that I walked away from the will of God in. But it was also the same place that God then brought Dan through circumstances in the will of God back to the same place. And now we've, take, we've redeemed all this land that my dad either lost or sold back for the kingdom of God. And now we are living, functioning in ministry here 
Isn't it interesting that the will of God being in of it or out of it didn't deter God from doing what he wanted to do? Sure. Dan, in the will of God, went on a journey. I, outside the will of God, went on a journey. And we both wound back up in the will of God. Uh, we believe that the journey had, uh, was originally intended for, for it to be. Sure. Isn't that wild? And so if it was, if you, if, and, and so I've wasted a lot of time, you know, and that Dan probably, you know, in his journey, he's probably took, gone a lot of places that he wished he could have re redeemed or brought back or opportunities we both missed along the journey. But if you keep, if this thing about cyclical thinking, which brings me back to the point I want to make before Dan tells us this story that was a recent testimony, uh, which brings us all together. But uh, in this process, uh, after we had redeemed this, I, I live in the house that Dan and I basically, Dan helped build and I was raised in, that in that house, uh, my, son, my son being uh, out of the will of God and, and going through some things, basically hosted an event, we'll call it. <laughs> well, some would call it a party, I'll call it an event, <laughs> while I was traveling come back and one of my prized possessions, which was a watch that family and friends and a team had come in together to, to purchase for me as a gift, was gone. And so it, during that event, somebody actually stole this timepiece, and uh, which was a treasure to me, not necessarily because of the value, but just because of the sentimental value of it. And so uh, I called the gentleman that was originally purchased from at nine o'clock that morning once I realized it, and he said, Ken, I'm so sorry, he said, in this game, you know, when a timepiece gets put in the wrong hands, it can be in four or five states within hours and you'll never see it again. So I'm sorry, but you know, uh, maybe homeowners will help you or whatever, but you can't, you can't get this back. And so that was at nine o'clock. At five o'clock that afternoon, he called me and had that watch in his hand. Wow. That somebody had bought it on the black market and of all places they could have gone, it was too small. So they brought it to this guy who originally put it into my hands through my friends and family uh, and to get it sized. And so basically that next day he put the watch back in my hand. And he said, I've been doing this 30 something years and I've never seen this happen. Wow. And as soon as he put it in my hand, I heard the Holy Spirit say, I'm gonna show you something that I can do that nobody understands. I can redeem time. Yes. I can buy back what was lost in a moment. And so this concept of, of, of cyclical thinking, cyclical patterns, uh, patterns of fear, patterns of doubt, patterns of unbelief that we found ourselves in, in one moment God can snap something off of us, deliver us for something we may have been in for 40 something years right. that's been hindering us and all of a sudden it breaks and we think, well, my God, I wasted 40-something yeah. years laboring under this. And God says, no, watch this. Not only will I deliver you from this, I will redeem the 40 years you thought you lost laboring under this, and I can give it back to you in a moment. Right. And so uh, this is very powerful when Dan's explaining this concept of God's time. And the, Dan shared this Sunday. I think this so ties into this, Dan, because of the, where we're at, the property, the prophetic thing and this, this recent testimony you had. Sure, I'll tell you about, but I had this thought I want to share. I don't know if you remember when our dad built, built his home here, we, we were alive, have grabbed hold of the concept of the ecclesia, people being in ministry in the marketplace. Well, the man who uh, did all his concrete work, pouring the basement, driveways, 
was uh, an African-American pastor, bivocational. And, uh, and, and my dad really liked him. And so before he ever built that house or ever even started working that house, my dad would let him hunt this property. I can't prove it, but I, I have a feeling he probably walked this property several days. I feel the Holy Ghost. Pray, praying, that, you know, so, so here it is. And, and we've been involved in, in uh, trying to improve race relations and all that stuff. We're coming back. It's a circle. We've cut that started. And we come, so it, it's just, you know, but that, that's I never knew that, that story. Yeah. And, uh, he, and uh, he, he was, uh, he was a, what we call a bivocational pastor. Now we call him a Ecclesia. But going back to my dream, but uh, let's just stay there a minute. Okay, all right. that's, <laughs> right. that's just new news to me. Okay, because well, I was obviously you know well, only twelve like or thirteen at the time. Just, but yeah, but I mean, how powerful is that? That this man probably hunted this whole property, the whole property, sixty to a hundred acres, and prayed over it. Probably we right. don't know, but probably. And the reason a lot of what's happening today yeah. is happening is because this man, in God's timing, uh, prayed. Uh, yeah, you never know what he prayed wow. on his place. And he, uh, he, uh, and the thing, thing, thing about it is that uh, uh, the man worked by himself. Now you got to imagine finishing concrete. He had, you know, two or three machines, but he did it by himself. Mm. I mean, that that you think it's crazy, but I saw him do it. And and uh, so so that you know that's that's just the concept that look we've we've come back to awesome. that cycle. That's why we, you talk in the Bible, theologians talk about types and shadows. Well, it, that just proves to me that the Hebrew prophetic had an idea of the cycle. That's why you can look at Joseph and find all these things that compare to the life of Jesus. Why? It's cyclical prophetic. You know, that God, you know, that it's all about the cycles, the timings and the seasons. And it's all about the harvest. The thing, mm. and of course, we know we're talking about agriculturally, but but it was all about it was all about everything. All the timing was to, was around the harvest for Israel, and and I think when we get the getting sync or alignment, how we're gonna call it with the timing of God, that's that's when we're going to see the, the great harvest. Wow, and and, and 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 harvest and inheritance and inheritance because you see when they circled back around, what yeah. was it Isaac that redug yeah. Abraham's wells, and right. so you know it's like in our family and our yeah. spiritual inheritance on this property. If it was linear, we would yeah. our journey would have taken us away and yeah. never brought us back. Uh -huh. But it's like God brings you back to a place uh -huh. right. to pick up what might have been lost uh -huh. by one generation uh -huh. to pick it up and let yeah. you move on to the to, to okay. multiply it for the next generation. So, man, this is rich. So if you're here and you're watching us today, hopefully you're encouraged by this concept of God's timing being uh, in cycles, breaking us out of cycles of destruction, moving us into cycles of blessing. I don't know about you, but I just makes me feel hope that no sure. matter where you've been, what you've been through, what you've labored under, what you've lost, what you forgot about, etc., God and His sovereignty keeps bringing us back around Given us these opportunities to redeem the time. Nice. That's why. That's why that verse says that God makes all things beautiful in His time. Wow. You know, he, it, the timing of God. Wow. The timing of God. 
And so in reality, with God, you know, we said, well, I've, I've wasted time or I'm running out of time. But in reality, hmm. that, that is never reality with God because time does not limit God like it does us. God can be working in the past and in the future at the same time. At the same time. And has and the present. And the present, which is the same yesterday, today, today and, and forever. forever. And so hence Jesus was crucified from the foundation of the world. Right. Uh, not at not at the end. Yeah. And as you know, the end right. from the beginning. So right. the whole timeline is all in God, right? All in there God. is no difference. No the difference. same day he was crucified is the same day. day that he was raised from the dead. It's all yeah. a day with the Lord is with a thousand years. So there is no man. Yeah. And so it gives a whole different concept of Well before of we leave this, because I, I talked to you Dan and I get to have these private conversations and have discussions about different things. Before we leave this and talk about the ultimate story we want to tell, t tell me the concept of the commentary we looked at when uh, because that God is not in time that that deal about us all getting to heaven at the same time. Okay. Well, <laughs> the concept is that heaven, if heaven is heaven and God is there, then heaven is outside of, of the time dimension as we know. Okay. People have asked the questions. They've asked me, well, our loved ones who have gone on before us, uh, do, do they miss us? Do they know what's going on on here? Well, here's the thing. If heaven is outside of time and it's not, and you're not dealing with, you know, because the Bible says there, uh, there, there's, you know, there's no sun because Christ is the light. So, mm -hmm. so there's not a day and night sun setting. So the theory is if, if timing, if God is outside of timing, it could be that when Abraham died and whoever the last person here on earth dies, that in heaven, it could be that we all get there together. <laughs> because, because, that, because in the time, if, if, you know, if there's no concept of time, it's like we all got there together. All wound up there at the uh, same it, time. That, that's the concept. If God is outside time, it could appear that way to us. And uh, so it's, it's, it's a thing that when, when you, you have to think about timing, God created time for us. But, you know, the, Isaiah said he is the high and holy one who inhabits eternity. In other, yes. words, in other words, God lives outside of time. And uh, so that's why, you know, uh, I think uh, people are uh, intimidated with fear. They think, well, time is running out for this well, or my time right. is running out for that. And God, you know, with God, God never runs out of time. I've never thought about fear being tied to time. Think about that. Yep. But, but, I mean, the fear of death. Well, I don't think anybody's really afraid of, like, well, what's going to happen to me? It's my time is up. My opportunities are gone. My my time with my family is gone. It's it's time, isn't it? Well, or, that right? that verse we've been talking about, you know, with uh, our tent testimonies, you know, that uh, we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony. But I leave off the last part of that verse, and they loved not their lives unto death. Why was it they had no fear? 
Wow. They didn't fear death. So 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 it didn't bother them. They, you know, they, they love not they love not their lives unto death meant that the, the peace that they had with God. You know, mm. that, that that the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony caused them to you do not have that fear of death. You know, because they 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 were willing, you know, for some you say somebody human a human in the wheels use the phrase a human in the right mind, why why would they die for the cause of Christ? You pay, but there there's a place we talked about, we all deal with fear. Three hundred sixty five times the Bible says it's not fear, so there's gotta be be a reason. But the Bible talks about two specific fears. There's a fear of God which gives us great peace, security, mm. and safety because it's just a love and reverence for God. But then which is to encourage us because it says it's wisdom, it's peace, wow. it brings but there's the other fear which which is which torments us. And the Bible says God has not given us that spirit. Mm. And and that he doesn't want us to live in that, but that he wants he's given us uh, power, uh, love, and the and a sound mind, and and it means a that means a settled mind, or or it means a mind that's under control. Hmm. That that uh, I don't know about you, but I, uh, I you know something uh, when my kids were growing up and they were driving and they'd be late getting home. I'd get those bad thoughts, well, they've had a wreck and mm, or that absolutely. something's happened. And I, and I had to, you know, and that, that was fear trying to come upon me. Talking about, uh, uh, you want sharing that story of my testimony back uh, before Dawn I got married and I'm still living here. I had a dr- we were getting ready to get married and I had a dream. And in my dream, I was back here but I was at the age I am now. My, I was at. I knew I was at that part of my life, and in my dream, I, I wasn't sure what had happened, but something happened to Dawn, and she was gone. So this dream was forty something, forty eight years, years ago, we living did, on this property. Living on this property, I had that dream. Okay. And uh, at all, I, you know, I thought, well, you're you about know, to marry Dawn. You're about to marry Dawn, and uh, she, we're you know, going to go into the ministry together, and. I prayed and I thought, well, you know, Lord, are you telling me that? I, sh- it, but I shouldn't marry, but I had great peace about it, so we went and got married. And But down through the years, I wouldn't say that I was tormented by it, but but that dream would always kind of haunt me. Right. Yeah, in the back of my mind. And um, then... Uh, Thinking one day something possibly something may, happen, w- may happen. And so... Uh, uh, Couple months ago, she had had a heart attack and uh, woke me up right on here this on this property, living right here across the street. And I and I took her to the uh, to the hospital. I knew this, and uh, got her there. And doctor uh, told her, you know, probably going to do a stent, or whatever. And so he calls me, tells me to have an iPhone on, show some pictures. Well, I knew we were up against something, and. He at that time thought she had three major blockages, and they were getting ready to go to Birmingham, you know, do surgery. Well, uh, in that period, the enemy tried to use this dream to really torment me. So it all came rushing all back. All came rushing back wow. because uh, from uh, her getting there to uh, having to reschedule things, uh, 
uh, and uh, even you know things that happened while she was uh, in, in surgery. They she was the first person for surgery that day, and I took her in, and, and uh, she, they took her in, and I was sitting out there, and all these thoughts were going through my mind, and I'm dealing with it. But you know, the Lord, the Lord helped her, but the enemy tried to use that to intimidate me, and it caused me to get to a dark place. Mm. And uh, but what I realized was that that uh, God, you know, I, I was young in the Lord, but uh, uh, what the Lord was 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 preparing me for, I just didn't realize it. That uh, that it was something that was meant to take her out, because she'd never been. I mean, she'd never been sick, been in the hospital twice to have her two babies and. When the doctor came in to see her, he said, Mr. Maddox, I would tell you I've been looking at your medical record, but you don't have one. I mean, you've never been sick a day in your life. Wow. And this thing just hit her. And uh, But uh, uh, the Lord, lit, you know, the Lord, uh, but talking about how God does things, God's, God's timing, the uh, just happened, somebody would say just happened, the attending physician who was on, duty at the ER and the hospital was her former physician who was her uh, primary doctor. Uh, the cardiologist who was on call was a doctor that we knew. The cardiologist who uh, was taking care of her knew the mm. doctor in Birmingham who was the best they had, personally knew him. He called him and he agreed to take her case. And then we get up there and um, they're prepping her one day and uh, uh, getting her for surgery and all that stuff. And, and they said, you know, we're going to work you in, but you'll probably be the, be the last one. But if something happens, we may, you may have to postpone it till tomorrow. And, 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 uh, and uh, I told Don, I said, okay, we're going to pray about it. And I said, if they tell us if it, that you're not going to have it, I'm going to take that as God's ordering this thing because you'll be the first one. And sure enough, they, they told her, hey, we're just not gonna be able to do it today, but you're first tomorrow. Wow. And so, you know, the Lord the Lord ordered all that. And, uh, but uh, like I said, the enemy used it to uh, intimidate me. And I thought I'd been tried by any way I could, you know, but it's, it's uh, that's why we have to be careful. And I don't mean to be rambling. That's why we have to be careful about entertaining our fears mm. because Job 3 5 Job said that which I greatly fear come upon me has come upon me fear is real but the enemy uses it I think uh, in this pandemic uh, the enemy has tried to use it to bring fear into the whole world uh, because you see fear can either paralyze us or cause us to run right but but God said I haven't given that to you I've given you the ability to have love and peace and a sound mind, and and uh, uh, I've come to this conclusion. The Bible said that in the last days there will be perilous times, and in the last days God will be pouring out His Spirit on all flesh, and, and men's hearts, hearts failing them, them because, because of, fear. of fear. So I, so if mm. I, so I, I think I can choose to live where God's pouring out His Spirit and and. And because of that word perilous means stressful times. I, 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 I wanted to get to two quick things. Sure, I want I'm to tell, sorry. say, no, it's powerful. 
because uh, I want you to pray for everybody here in just a second. Uh, and I want you to talk to us about what God showed you uh, Sunday about uh, perfect love. But before then, I, I was thought of the scripture uh, says, "No weapon formed well, against you shall prosper." Right. It doesn't say no weapons would form. It's just that they won't prosper. And I remember uh, Pastor Benny uh, told me when he was just starting uh, in ministry, his dad passed away, and uh, he was on on up in age. So I mean, I think it was late sixties, early seventies. But his dad passed away, and Benny said, "I was uh, standing at his grave." And as they were lowering his casket to the grave, I felt a physical something come around my throat, like choking me. And it said, in one year, you'll be in the grave as well. Mm -hmm. And as you would know, that fear, you know, just came upon him. Of course, he said, I prayed about it and just, you know, tried to pray my way through it. And he said, I did, you know, over days, weeks, I just yeah. prayed through that and against that. Uh, and he said, so, uh, a year, I was a year later to the day. He didn't put it together until it was happening. He's flying home from South Florida back to Orlando, his home base, in a private plane with his wife and two pilots. And the pilots had forgotten to refuel, so they're at twelve thousand feet. And all of a sudden, he didn't realize the timings of it. But all of a sudden, he said he felt that hand come back on him when the plane engines went dead and said, I told you, I got you. And it was one year to the day that his dad had died. Mm. And the plane crashed and they, everyone walked out. Wow. It was a it was just yeah. a pure miracle. And so I think in understanding God's time, if you got a destiny right. and you got a purpose and God's hands on your life to fulfill something, yeah. No weapon formed against you is going to be able to prosper. And I think there's a peace sure. that comes with that. The enemy doesn't have the power just to slip in and take you out or take me out uh, as we're abiding in the shadow of the Almighty in God's timing. And Dan, you said that something about perfect love. Yeah, and I just want to share this with you. You know, God, God's Word is, is, is a powerful force. And uh, my son Craig, when he went to Iraq, uh, he was like all kids. He grew up in church, but I wasn't sure what his relationship was with the Lord. So that little verse, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, I just had it I printed on my computer and uh, put it in uh, plastic, what do you call Laminated it? Laminated it. Laminated it, and I gave it to him. And... Uh, I forget what the exact number of the people in his company left, but all of them came back. Wow. Not one of them. And that little card is still going all, all over the world. <laughs> He's sharing it to people. But that perfect love uh, in, in my life, I it always never felt like I'd got to that place where I should be in the Lord because I felt like that I couldn't, I couldn't get to the place. I loved the Lord, but I knew that there were imperfections in my life. And, and, and I always interpreted it as that perfect love would cast out fear. Well, in my mind, I was saying, well, if i got perfect love, I'm not going to have any fear. But so if you reach this place. place. But what the Lord showed me was that, or what I feel like I got the revelation of, is that we all have fear. And so it's, it's you know, if, if God only... Helped us when we were perfect. He wouldn't help any of us. 
but his perfect love for us, when we grab a hold of that, it casts out the fear. Right. Fear may come, but that perfect land. So it don't keep you from being afraid or dealing with fear. But, you, but it can cast it but out. But you have to remind yourself that uh, you know that little song. He loves me when I'm right. He loves me when I'm wrong. Loves me when I'm weak. And he loves me when I'm strong. Is that you know the, the love the love of God and uh, is uh, is you know the greatest uh, comfort that we have and uh, and you know. Everything is uh, built upon that, and uh, uh, and so you know, yes, this is time that we need to have wisdom and stuff about pandemic, about the pandemic, but God doesn't want us to walk in fear, about right? It, you know, at all. And uh, so, uh, if you like for me, I please pray for us. I, I've I've been so blessed today by being a part of this conversation. I know you guys have as well, the whole concept of timing. Yeah. I got to go back and listen to all that again. I mean, it's yeah. just so powerful. I'd never seen fear tied to time, but it's exactly right. That is what, that is the deal, isn't it? Yes. And uh, so uh, we're just going to get Dan to pray for us today yeah. and just pray for the love of God to baptize us sure. and whatever he feels led to pray and receive it. Well, Father God, we I thank you today that your love is unsearchable. Your love is limitless. And you love us all. That verse that I learned in Sunday school, but God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Lord, you love us that much. There's nobody in this world that you don't love. You may not agree, Lord, with everything I do, but Lord, there's never been a time, there's never been a place where you ever stop loving us. Mm. And so, Lord, I pray for those people today that feel like they're at a place that you can't love them or you can't care for them. Kind of like David who got to, you know, you, people get to place, David said, nobody cared for my soul. God, you care. Mm. You care deeply. And so, Lord, I pray for those people today. I pray for them and the things that they're facing I pray that you deliver them from all their fears. And I pray, Lord, that you give them great peace. And I pray today that you'd bring people into their life. And I pray, Lord, that you'd visit them in dreams, whatever you have mm. to do, to prove your love to them. So, Lord, they know that they can trust you. And that not only do you want to save them, but you have a purpose in saving them. You have a plan. Jeremiah said, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. The Lord has a plan for all of them, Lord. And I pray that we would trust you and trust your plan and let it be manifest in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. And touch you watch or touch your phone as an act of a time piece. And we say, Father, in this season, yes. you are redeeming yeah. and restoring time. Time that yeah. we thought we wasted, time that we thought we missed opportunities, time that yes. we ignored. Lord, I thank you in this season, there will be supernatural advancement in time. That, Lord, you would lengthen time for some that need it lengthened. You will yeah. rearrange time for some that need to be rearranged. And, Lord, you would absolutely fill us with your Holy Spirit and cause us to walk circumspectly, redeeming the times because of the days that we live in. And so, Lord, we release the anointing to redeem and rearrange time in this season to move us perfectly in sync with heaven's will and heaven's purpose yeah. and to prosper 
in the process because we only don't prosper because we're at the wrong place at the wrong time. So let the spirit of prosperity yes. now begin to move across your people and across in your kingdom as we take these next steps in these days we're walking in. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Powerful time. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate Thank, it very much. Thanks for having me. We've had a great time. Uh, hopefully you've been blessed uh, for our third episode of what I've been thinking about. The title of it is really not what it means. It's not like I'm thinking about anything when I get here. <laughs> but all of a sudden when we sit around this table, the anointing comes and we start thinking about things. And as we think about them, revelation comes. And that's what's happened today. We just started talking. Dan started speaking by the Spirit of God. And God's Spirit of Revelation came. So keep tuning in. Uh, if you're watching on face Facebook, share it out and let everybody know how they can get a hold of our podcast. We've had a great time. Thanks, Dan. Thank you.